Hey, welcome everybody to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be a scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have a great episode for you today. Today's guest is Victor, and he is the owner of Gents Barbershop. They are one of the top 10 barbershops in San Francisco, the most stylish and most visited in the mission. Victor, thank you for joining today and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I uh, know a little bit about you because I am, uh, you know, a a frequent visitor to your barbershop. So I want to uh, start off by saying how it says in in your about profile that, you know, you're not a barber. So uh, tell me a little bit about like why a barbershop and how that came about as a business. Um, I've always enjoyed the, uh, the barbershop sort of vibe, you know, especially uh, in the times where I was growing up, it was a little bit different than it is today. Um, but more specifically, I sort of felt like the industry kind of took a wrong turn. It was heading in the wrong direction uh, where it lost some of the community feel about about it, the service, the professionalism. So after having countless of really crappy experiences out there, I felt like, you know what, man, let me let me do this industry right. Let me honor it for the way it should be. And uh, let me open up my, my, my own place and try to adhere to some of the old school barbershop traditions. And uh, we opened in 2017. We've opened five, uh, five years now, and it's been, uh, it's been a great success. So uh, I, I want to know a little bit about more of how, how does that process happen? And, you know, maybe you could just give a high level overview because especially in San Francisco, I'm sure there's like a lot of laws and a lot of things that you have to meet in order to um, have a business. So it sounds easy. Like, you know, we just started, but what were some of those things you think that, uh, you know, was there any struggles or was it easy for you in, in your case to get started or how, how was that process beginning to actually open? Well, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of uh, banking experience and I have a lot of business experience and I'm actually a business major. So I, I was, I would say I was uh, ahead of most in some ways, uh, but I will say, you know, as much as I love San Francisco, it does, uh, it's not the easiest place to do business, a lot of regulation. Um, there's a lot of red tape to go through with regards to opening around your licenses and requirements that you gotta you gotta have. So I would say that the map and the, the roadmap was uh, it can be challenging, but I'm very fortunate that I, I was sort of ahead of the game. But for the average owner out there, um, you know, I would encourage everybody to make sure you do your homework first, so that way when you are ready to to go on that journey. You know, you've taken the right steps and have a good understanding of what you need to do to open your doors and how to even, you know, go through a lease and how to negotiate a lease, how to have the right permits, uh, especially right now, which are taking longer than usual. Um, So having that industry knowledge and just having some awareness of how um, challenging it can be in San Francisco, it's a a good head up for for everybody to, to sort of be aware of. 
it seem it seems like it could be like a long process. So if if you if you envision in your mind like okay, I want to be a business owner, I know what I want to do, h- how long does that process look like uh, in order to actually when you when you can open up? I would say it's very rare people really when people really know what they want to do and they just mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most, uh, it should it should take some time. I, I always believe that. Uh, writing a good business plan is a first step. You know, a lot of people in France, uh, for example, I have a friend that cooks real well and uh, he's like, I want to open up a restaurant. But I say, you know what? Slow down, understand your food costs, understand your client base, understand where you want to be, write a business plan. Um, I always believe, and when I did consulting before for businesses, that if most people cannot commit to the business plan, that they probably shouldn't open a business. Um, I think if you don't go that direction, you're sort of just setting yourself up to fail. Um, And that's where I would start. So I think to answer your question, um, it shouldn't be rushed. You know, I I, I started thinking about a barbershop maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, but I wrote through that time, many different business plans, many different business names, many different entities, you know, so I started as a sole prop because I didn't know it was like, then we went through LLC, then we incorporated. So, you know, and as time went by, my business plan just got better and better and better. So when I opened the door, I had a pretty clear idea of, of my, of, of the business and how it was going to be, how are we going to be successful? who our customer was going to be, what was our price, who are, what are our demographics. So, um, you know, you can't predict all of that, but I think uh, with a good, thorough business plan, you can account for most of it, if not all. How do you, in, in your case, did you do all of this yourself or did you have any mentors? Did you have any guidance? How was like your, you know, a lot of people say like your inner circle, did that, have a factor in you starting a business and helping you through the process or how, how was that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it just came from industry experience. I, I was in business banking before where I, 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 I sort of, um, you know, uh, helped businesses, uh, um, give uh, to have access to capital through the banking products and services, how to, you know, incorporate, how to set up your, payroll and HR and all that stuff. So I was already pretty knowledgeable of the, uh, having a business foundation. I just needed to sort of customize it to barbering, understanding the barbering industry. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that came just from my experience. Like I told you, I was in, uh, mm-hmm. I was in business banking before where I went out and, you know, uh, had a really book, a big book of business of, of clients, uh, business owners. And I think through all those years, I've learned a lot from them as well. And there were, I mean, I do have some friends or some clients that ended up becoming friends that became mentors that, you know, they are, are very successful. And, um, you know, I did surround myself with a lot of business owners coming up, which really helped me, um, sort of get that, um, hands-on experience from people that really know, but also from the banking side, I understand the, the, the sort of the back shop of it and understanding the numbers and how crucial that is. And I think that's a really good question you bring up because um, I think a lot of people forget the, 
the the fundamentals of a business. I think it's just the product itself without actually understanding the numbers. And I've been fortunate enough to I understand that pretty well. So I'm always going to encourage people that uh, that want to go in that direction to understand your numbers first. You know, how much does it cost to buy this product? How much do you want to sell it? You know, how much do you have to pay your employees, insurance for you to understand you're making money? And a lot of business owners out there, um, a lot of businesses, I would say, are making money, but they're not profitable. So I would always encourage them to understand the very the, the big difference between those two. That's yeah, I think that's super important. I, I I completely agree with you there. I am personally myself, I'm not a numbers guy, but I know the importance of it. So I am always uh looking for like, you know, recommendations, guidance, making sure I'm doing the right things with people who do know that. So people that I, you know, trust. So I need it's important to have your numbers in place because just like you mentioned, a lot of people can be getting a lot of revenue, but they're not making that profit because they, they can't, they don't know how to classify their expenses. They don't know anything about how to manage their payroll. So it's, su it's super important. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, what about like actually now being in business, you're, you know, you're in your first year, you're in your second year. What are some ideas or tools that helped you uh, get clients and grow your business, you know, from the starting point to where we are now? And uh, obviously, like, you know, COVID was a big factor, but like ex excluding COVID, like what helped you grow as, as a business owner and, and getting more clients? I think just having awareness. There's a lot of platforms out there that sort of help owners manage their daily um activities mm -hmm. um I, I would say that the where things are at right now you, you don't necessarily always have to be hands-on there's a lot of tools for customers to leverage so i would say just being aware of what's out there what what products and services are out there to help you run your business more more fluently um two obviously you know times have changed uh, Customers want different things, and I was understanding that, paying attention to your clients. You know, we, we, we pay um, um, a lot of attention to the details. We really follow through with our clients like yourself. When, we, when you come through our shop, we don't just want you to leave. We want to we hear from you. How was your experience? And if it wasn't great, you know, we reach out to you and find out, hey, Gustavo, what can we do different next time? What didn't work out today? So it's really understanding that customers now want different things as well. I know the times have changed where you can't treat customers like crap anymore and say, oh, who cares if they kept back or not? They're, they're too vocal. They have way too many platforms to leverage to, to, uh, to let customers know, hey, don't go to this shop because it sucks. So um, I would say really just understanding the market where things are at. What tools are you, do you have available to help you simplify your day, to make your day a lot smoother? You know, how can you engage with clients? What tools are you using? Um, COVID did take a, a toll on us for the last two years, but uh, unfortunately, we prior to COVID, we built a pretty strong reputation that uh, when we slowly started opening back up, customer was just flooding to come back and support us. And uh, we were actually very fortunate to, to um, keep our doors open during COVID. I know a lot of the people in the industry shut down, which is pretty sad. But uh, going back to what I said earlier, the fact that you know have, I have a pretty strong financial background, we were set up. For, for times like this. Um, obviously COVID was extreme, but we were financially set up for to get through bad months and, and, and bad years. Uh, 
because of my understanding of, hey, look, when I we operate, we got to put money aside for rainy days. So uh, we were very fortunate to go through that. Uh, but we also had a lot of customer support. Going back to what I said earlier, too, we used a lot of tools. Customers were prepaying for their haircuts. They were buying gift certificates because we had a website. We had a platform to be able to uh, leverage those options. And um, they were very helpful. They, they, you know, a lot of clients, we we were able to generate revenue even when our doors were shut because we were asking for people to help and they did. And uh, when we opened, a lot of them came back and some of them actually just said, you know what, Victor, I don't live there anymore. Keep that. We want to keep you guys open. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much. And uh, so it's been a very humbling experience and it's glad, I'm glad that we're able to, to have that relationship and have that connection with our clients. Yeah. For the listeners there, if, if they missed anything, again, the importance of numbers, finances, savings for rainy days, you never know what can go wrong. Something else similar to COVID can happen and you're going to need savings to get through the tough times. Yeah. A website, you need a website for those that do not have a website and um, don't think that they need one. You need one, especially nowadays. Everybody is searching for stuff online. So um, it's important to uh, start off somewhere. And like, even if you don't have, you know, you don't need like a 30 page website, as long as you have something where you can start off and people can find you, even if it's just a landing page, the importance of a website. But I do want to go back to what you were talking about uh, your customers and how you make them feel and the experience that they receive from being at the barbershop. So a lot of the times I, I think sometimes people underestimate the importance of a haircut. Uh, in my case, you know, uh, my hair does take a while to, to, it does, I, well, I guess it grows back pretty quick. Uh, I'm usually uh, needing a haircut every three weeks, but sometimes I uh, take a little bit longer just because I'm, uh, you know, pushing it back sometimes so busy with other stuff, but um, a haircut can like make or break you. Like if I'm going to, you know, a wedding and I need to get, look fresh and get a fresh cut. And if I go to a place that, you know, doesn't leave me with a good haircut, my day is ruined. You know, I feel like, oh man, this is not going to look good for me. Like I'm not happy. Uh, you know, I'm then I'm going to figure out where to go. So I think the experience is super important. And that connection that, um, you know, the barber makes or the person that cuts hair makes to um, the customer, like is super important, their experience. And like what you were saying, um, there's so many ways customers now can uh, be vocal about this and share their thoughts, share their opinions. And um, it's important that for any business owner, this isn't even, this doesn't even have to apply to barbershops, but for any business owner, how you treat your customers needs to be um, one of the most important things when uh, running a, a successful business. And with that, with running a successful business, I, I would like to sh uh, know your thoughts. Like what does success mean to you as a, as a business owner for, for gents or just in general, like what does success mean to you? Yeah. Well, before I answer that, I think you yeah. touched on a good point earlier. You yeah. know, um, I, I just actually shared the statistic with my team last week, and I think it was 83 to 87% of customers that have a bad experience are going to tell somebody, right? 
but when you have a good experience, you really don't tell many people. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, people, you know, when you look at our reviews, we've, we have very little to the amount of services we've had over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to, to the, in today's time, you give someone a bad experience, they're going to tell everybody mm-hmm. and they should. But mm-hmm. when you have a good experience, people just, you know, don't don't tell it as much. And uh, we're, we're we're trying to work on that. Um, to get to to your question, uh, what does success look like? Well, number one is surpassing the five-year mark. You know, 90% of businesses fell within the first five years. Uh, I think 90% of uh, restaurants fell within the first two years. So those are very challenging industries to go into. But just any business, um, it's it's a big um, it's a big risk. It's a big chance. Um, but if you can make it through those times, I think you pretty much establish yourself as uh, I don't want to say legitimate, but a well-rounded establishment. And success looks like uh, many different ways, man. Um, building good teams, being part of the community, participating in your neighborhood. Knowing your clients, knowing your neighborhood, knowing your residents, you know, we we're very fortunate to be in one of the best neighborhoods, if not the best neighborhood in the city. And it's important that when we are there, we are not just winning. We want to make sure that our our, our barbershop is open for everybody to come in. Uh, we That's why we we keep in mind uh, the mission. It's residents. We want to make sure our prices are always affordable for everybody. We don't just want to target one client base. We want to make sure anybody on 24th can come in and afford our prices. Um, so to me, that's what winning looks like is making sure that we are mindful of who the, the people that we serve at the end of the day, we're only as successful as our, as, as our neighborhood. So if we're thriving, we're doing well, but our neighbors and our residents aren't doing well, then we need to do a better job by creating jobs, by making sure that people can still continue to come in, um, opening our doors to, to, uh, you know, have events and things to create awareness of things that are happening. So to me, that's what a success looks like is just being a good, a good partner of the neighborhood, a good resident. You know, the mission is a very special place to be and to, and to live, but also just to be in a position to create jobs for people in the neighborhood. Um, to me, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a privilege. Um, so winning is really just about that, man. It's, it's about being supportive, not just using your location to, to make a profit. It's really about how do we all win? How does, how does 24th street win? How do we attract more clients to this block so that my neighbor can maybe, you know, get someone to go to his business who's never seen it before. So that's what winning looks like, man, is all of us being successful for the better of the neighborhood. Dude, I love it. I love it. You touched on so many different things that um, are I agree with as well. And I align with uh, uh, as a business owner as well. So, I mean, one of the things that really um, stuck in my head from what you said is serving, serving the community is like how you serve being being a business owner and and, and being successful. It, it It's going to be tough if you just think about like, okay, like this is what I do. Like in, in this example, like I own a barbershop and I cut hair and yeah, like that's it. No, it's like how you serve your clients and more importantly, how you serve your community is definitely one of the things that uh, as business owners, we should all be seeing, okay, how do we work together so we could all win exactly how you said it? How do we all win together? And to me, I mean, I think this is just super cool having you, I guess, on the show because, you know, I, I was born and raised in the mission. So highlighting a business from where I grew up in is just to me, uh, I get super excited over that. And for anybody that is not in the area or hasn't been in the area before, you know, 
San Francisco is, you know, like super competitive and being, you know, from what you were saying uh, earlier that when people have a good experience, they don't really, they are not as vocal about it. So, uh, but you, you know, your barbershop, as how it says online, it's voted one of the top 10 barbershops in the city and number one in the mission. So that's definitely uh, evidence of like, you know, being a, a very, giving very good experience to your customers and um, serving them really, really well. Uh, you know, it gets harder every year because uh, obviously costs go up, mm-hmm. but you know, we obviously, we, we get told all the time we're, we're super cheap. And uh, I, I always tell everybody I would prefer the word affordable, but to me, it lets us know we're doing a good job. You know, we, 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 we don't want to be someone who just uses the blog, someone who just uses the space to say, hey, we found this place because it was cheap or whatever not. We want to be part of the neighborhood, man. We're not just there to make a, you know, make a buck. Uh, we're not using our residents to, 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 you know, to, to make a living, I would say. We really want to be part of the neighborhood. Um, I have a lot of barbers who were born and raised in the Mission. I myself own a home in the Mission. Been there for over 20 years, you know. So I understand the neighborhood real well. I did a lot of work there before in the past 20 years, and especially a lot of community work. So I understand how special the place is. And, you know, when anyone comes in there as a business, you need to understand that it's not just any other neighborhood. Um, if you're not going to participate, if you're not going to be part of, of the, the traditions, the history of the mission, um, it may not be the right place for you. So it's really, like I told you earlier, is like really understanding um, when you're starting your business, where you want to be. Do you understand that area? What are the demographics? What makes it special? What's the history of that neighborhood? You know, is that something you're willing to cater to? So um, I think having the understanding when I was thinking about, hey, where do I want to open? Um, there wasn't another place that I wanted to be besides the mission. I mean, that's that's who I've been the last 20 something years. Um, so, you know, um, we play a key role in the success of that neighborhood because, you know, we 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 make it a place where people want to come visit. Um, I was looking at my website last night, uh, some of the analytics. I mean, we have people that come in from all over the world, uh, Germany, Russia, you know, China, uh, Japan. So like, our, we're, we're not just opening our market just for that block itself, but it's great how when someone like that comes in and they say, hey, well, I came to your barbershop because I found you online, but then they might try, try the restaurant next door. They might try our, na- our merchants next door because they've seen something, something they might like. So it's really cool how we all can bounce off business off each other because we're making that neighborhood, you know, thrive and, and uh, appear, appear uh, like a good place for, for people who are not from there. And that's what it's all about, man. It's just, you know, making, not just making a buck, but also making your neighborhood thrive and, and its residents as well. Absolutely. But it does get harder every year, man. And, and, you know, we, we, our challenge is also making sure that no matter, you know, what happens every year with the cost, we always try to be affordable for everybody. And that's always what we're going to be. We want to be a really good quality haircut at a good price. We don't just want to be at a high price and, and not care about the rest. We really want to make sure, Hey, dude, can somebody in this neighborhood that lives here, can they still afford to come and get our services? You know, uh, in some ways, COVID was really good to us. It gave us a chance to restart. And since we opened our doors back up, we've done a lot of changes to really empower and enable our employees to have a good life. 
better opportunity than I would say most. We we now have full benefits. So I'm sure Medardo told you we're doing, um, you know, health, vision, dental. We added chiropractic services, acupuncture. We have a 401k. You know, so even though our costs went up, we're still trying to be mindful of our customers, man. We don't ever want to charge more than your average mission resident can afford. So um, that's always going to be our mission. That's always going to be who we are. And I think as long as we stick to that and never forget that, we'll, we'll be successful. I love it. I love it. And Melardo is my barber, by the way. So shout oh, out. Oh, you're the worst guy, man. He's the worst. <laughs> he's <got> my hair. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Melardo. Um, awesome. He's, he's great, man. He's great. And that's another, uh, you know, before I also forget, you know, when we hire people, mm-hmm. we want to make sure they fit into the neighborhood. We want to make sure they're a, a representation of the people that we serve. So, uh, you know, we have people from uh, Brazil, you know, Luis, I think mm-hmm. used to cut you. We yep. got Paula, we got Alan. So it's, it's fun that we're able to not just be in the neighborhood, but we're also part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Everybody there, every time I go is super welcoming and um, always, in a good mood, always different conversations happening between right. the barber and the, and the customer, but it's always uh, a fun time <laughs> to go visit. <laughs> uh, he's, he's awesome. Victor, if someone's looking for a quality barber, if someone who is in the area lives there, maybe just hasn't been to your, to, to the business, or if someone's visiting, you know, and, and needs, and needs a fresh haircut, um, how can they get in contact with gents and what's the best way to book an appointment with you guys? Um, yeah. So obviously our website is the number one place to go. Uh, when you log on there, you can see a little bit uh, about our barbers. Uh, you can pick the one that you feel like might match your needs more. And then you can book the, um, the service you're looking for ahead of time or the same day. Sometimes uh, we do get pretty booked up. So I would say I always recommend everybody book at least a week ahead of time just to make sure we're able to uh, take care of you uh, during the time that you 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 want to come in. Um, and that's about it. You know, we, we have uh, we're, we're active on Instagram. We're active on our website. But uh, with regards to booking, the website is the best place. Awesome. We'll put the links to your website and to Instagram in the show notes so people can get in contact with you. But I want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. I, I also want to thank the audience again for listening to the podcast. Please remember to leave us a five-star review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story. Thank you.